Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Unsolved Mysteries and Midnight Snacks, a podcast with John and Tanya. And so for today's podcast, we do actually have John, he's going to be on it towards the end. And we have a special guest, my son, Jonah. Um, so that we left the last podcast kind of in a weird spot. I was um, having a little bit of trouble getting this podcast off the ground. It just felt like there really was no evidence or factual information online. Um, and it was just hard to research and find what I was looking for. I guess I was just looking for more concrete and solid information. And so just for example, I had some really great ideas for podcast episodes. I wanted to do the Chupacabra and Cattle Mutilation. I actually lived through the Chupacabra during 1995 through 1999, I believe, when I lived in Puerto Rico. So I remember it being on the news and I remember the real fear of it and people's first count, you know, witness testimonies of it. And I just remember it having bright red eyes and just freaked me out so I really thought that I could go back 30 years later and it would have been solved they would have had more information Uh, maybe they would have caught the guy and they would have figured it out but it's still a literal mystery there's nothing that really solves this Um, so I I got frustrated and I looked into the same thing with the cattle mutilation because I heard that had been happening recently um uh, more towards Washington State up there. Um, But I've also seen, you know, it happened in Texas in the early 70s. So that's been a long time this is happening and nobody has solved it yet. Especially nowadays when there's cameras literally everywhere. You can't hide. (laughs) You do something wrong, you're getting caught. So I don't know, unless these really are, you know, super alien spacecrafts that are doing this camouflage and undetected. Um, but we don't even have the cows, you know, what's happening to the cows on tape. So maybe that's something that we are never going to find out. You know, these unsolved mysteries, that's why they're called unsolved. But I just thought there would be some more information, especially since recently they, Congress passed a bill to release their documents of all their UAPs and UFOs. Congress has confirmed it. They've been talking about it. Um, So I thought there would be more information, more, you know, factual articles, um, you know, even more than just that alien show, you know, (laughs) with that guy with the crazy hair, ancient aliens. So I was just getting frustrated. I felt like I had all these great topics, but I could only find so much information out there. Um, So after three episodes, I was kind of giving up. I just felt like it was so just pointless. I didn't crack any cases. Um, I just felt like it felt boring. I felt like even John didn't want to do it (laughs) until I was actually on a ancient aliens history and you know yada yada facebook page (laughs) and there was some post that was interesting and it was about china making an artificial sun so i was like oh cool that's interesting and then so i read about it there's a couple smithsonian magazine articles online about it and then um 
there was another thing about moonstone that china had found apparently now russia united states and china are the three countries in the world that have this moonstone that can provide energy and then um they're also talking about going to he- uh, mine the helium three i guess it's very hard to find on earth but it's everywhere on the moon so i don't know so you can speculate oh maybe they're going back to the moon to get some more of that so i thought that was interesting i was like okay that could be a cool podcast there's actually interesting information about this and good articles with substance so i started going down that and then um i had commented on something and somebody wrote back telling me to look into dr stephen greer so i was like okay that name sounds familiar and earlier this january um earlier this year in january um, my friend and i she introduced me to this documentary and it was on hulu so i was out visiting her in san diego and it was just kind of a girl's trip so it's like okay let's watch this you know i was kind of skeptical about, her, about it at first but that's actually what really you know kind of inspired me to do this podcast because there were so many interesting topics and so many unsolved mysteries that I felt like they had the answers for and it was the only thing that really just seemed like it had the answers so I thought oh my gosh I could go investigating things you know just like these people and find the answers but obviously these you know people are (laughs) higher up government officials and that's probably why they have the answers that they're at least telling us um So to just give you a little bit of background information about um, Dr. Stephen Greer. um, So he's someone who had extra um, terrestrial experiences. He actually had a near-death experience that really uh, was an awakening experience for him. Um, And he's actually been contacting ETs since the 1970s and so I did start going down that rabbit hole I watched a couple of podcasts I watched one with um he was on Demi Lovato's podcast and then the most obnoxious thing ever to watch but the Logan Paul podcast I watched that and that was just he said a couple of things in there I mean that really stood out to me so I also saw he had a couple of documentaries that he referenced in those two interviews. So that's really where it started. So then I watched the first one, The Cosmic Hoax. And then I watched Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. And then I watched Disclosure, which is more of like an interview type setting, but it was just so informative. And so he just reveals so much about secrets that the government has kept from us. Um, you know, things that even the president of the United States isn't allowed to know. There were so many people just speaking out with real testimonies and, um, it's just deep. If you haven't watched it already, you got to watch it. (laughs) So, um, I just was in shock of all this information I was getting, but what really stood out to me was that he said he can actually contact and communicate with the extraterrestrials yes he says he can do that so i was just amazed by that i mean that's fascinating just literally fascinating i couldn't believe it so i wanted to learn more about that of course and i dug even more deeper so the disclosure 
episodes. I feel like they really go more in depth and more in detail into the CE5. Some stuff I just feel like is unbelievable, but I'm trying to have an open mind. So he kind of walks you through the process. It seems, you know, for me, it it just really didn't seem that far off. I'm very into yoga and I've been doing yoga for years. I enjoy hot yoga, which is where you do yoga in 105 degrees. Um, it's not torture. It feels so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that didn't come too far off for me because I'm into meditation and the chakras and um you know, I love me a good savasana at the end of a yoga uh, session. So I was like, okay, that's, I love the way I feel after, you know, meditating and doing yoga. So I can see how that can be a good way to communicate. And, you know, he also mentions how Close Encounters of the Third Kind, how that's basically a documentary, a true documentary, but they're saying it's fiction that Steven Spielberg was able to go through the documents from Roswell and Area 51 to get that information, um, that everything's done telepathically. So, of course, you it's crazy because that stuff's hidden in plain sight. How many alien and extraterrestrial movies or alien attacks encounters have you seen where, and it's supposed to be fiction, they control their ship with their brain telepathically. Everything's telepathic. So you know, where did they get that information <laughs> or those ideas? So it's, it, I mean, it sounds out there, you know, it, it definitely sounds out there. So of course I was so intrigued that I decided that we were, we were going to try it, you know, it seemed harmless and what if it doesn't even work? So I downloaded the app. There's a CE5 initiative contact app. So it just kind of guides you through the process. The first part of it is really interesting and, you know, can kind of be, <laughs> I don't know if, creepy or what it was just I didn't I didn't feel really creeped out by any of this um which is weird but um basically there's these sounds that they say that they recorded at crash sites or um I think all from crash sites or they've been you know transmitted to them so they've just basically recorded this so you can hold it up to a speaker you could just you know play it with your phone the best way to do it is with a walkie-talkie you just you know broadcasted on the radio signals so that's what we did last night and we did that for about five to ten minutes it really wasn't long that's what it's recommended five to ten minutes maybe 15 but we didn't even have to do any of the meditation we didn't well we we tried to later on but um we played that and it was like they wanted to be seen i can't even tell you the stuff that i I, well i'm going to tell you (laughs) so for me I saw it was looked like it was so bright, like a planet. I thought it was like Venus or, you know, it was like, that must be a planet or a bright star. But it was so bright and it was so foggy out last night. And the fact that it was so foggy and we saw what we saw is just mind boggling. It just really is amazing. So it was like a sun, like, no, like a star, like, you know, when Venus shines bright, but even brighter than that. Because it looked closer. It looked way closer. And then it just blinked four times. Like blink, 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 blink. And it was blue when it was blinking. And then it just vanished. I was like, oh. But my son, he was having the... He was seeing the most things. And that's why I wanted to interview him. Because 
he went into this just kind of naive, just open-minded. You know, I told him a little bit about it. He saw parts of the documentaries, not a lot. So he really, you know, this, some of the stuff he told me, there's no way he could have known. Like, he didn't really watch these documentaries with me. So he truly saw this stuff. And it's just, it's amazing. So we started seeing all kinds of activity. I'm going to leave a little bit more um, for you to, you know, for them to explain to you because I'm going to interview them in this podcast. Um, but I just wanted to share with you that that was the main one I saw because I was fixated on that because I kept trying to figure out if that was a star or not. And I was kind of positioned a little bit um, more towards the trees. So I feel like I didn't have the best view. Um, but we all had different, so it was, we all had different views and we all saw different things in different areas, but then we saw some of the same things. So just amazing. So I'm going to go ahead and grab Jonah and we are going to talk about our experiences with our first CE5 session. Um, we did kind of go into the meditation a little bit. We tried it. We got to, we didn't even get to the part where you imagine, you know, you're where you are and guide them to find you. We didn't even do that. Um, it did get really, really cold and Jonah got a little bit freaked out. Um, so we went inside, but this is just amazing. I just can't believe it worked so, so easily. Like I thought, oh, this is a practice we have to keep practicing or, you know, you're gonna have to try four or five times to get it to work. No, <laughs> it was like 15 minutes and we saw like 15 to 20 UFOs. It was amazing. Truly, truly amazing. All right, so I'm here with Jonah, and he is my oldest son, and he is going to share a little bit about his experience last night. Um, we actually got together this morning, and we took out a couple of crayons, and we drew some of the UFOs that we saw last night. I feel like we all saw different ones. It's just so crazy. <laughs> so, and we even, I think we saw two different even kind of wormholes. I'm going to research this because he said that he he drew it. It looks like a little orb in the middle with like a crack, like lightning cracks in the sky. He said that opened um, his wormhole. And then I saw a craft that looked like a, a planet. And then the wormhole that sucked in <laughs> the UFO I was looking at, it literally looked like a brown cloud. And it was outlined in brown, but it was a kind of a purplish sky last night. But the middle just literally looked like a wormhole. And then it just that, I guess it's a craft, a spacecraft. It feels so weird to say that. But it just vanished. And I saw that happen two or three times. So I don't know. It's probably was the same one, maybe just moving around the sky. So that was a very crazy thing to witness. Um, but Jonah, why don't you let me know um, about some of the spacecrafts that that really stood out to you? I think we all saw different ones last night. So the first one that I saw, it kind of came out of nowhere and it kind of looked like a shooting star, I would say. But I kind of like... Uh, like, I kind of, like, looked at my head, and I was like, wait, that doesn't really, that wouldn't really be a shooting star, and then I saw, like, four of them, like, again, and it was multiple, like, colors, like, 
different colors of whatever this was. And then, about five minutes later, the three, like, UFOs, I guess, came. And it kind of formed, like, a triangle. And then my mom started freaking out because she said that she never told me about that they're supposed to make a triangle. So I saw a couple of times on um, some of these documentaries that a lot of the people doing the CE5 contact sessions that they actually see three ships and then they change shapes. Um, And I actually, it was crazy because I saw it in person and then I went back and we watched something after we did this last night and seeing another person's videotape of it, it just blew my mind because that was exactly what I saw and it was so dark and I'm telling you it was so cloudy but we saw it still. So I kept getting up because we were all sitting at different angles. So I was kind of looking towards, um, you know, the top of my house so I could see, you know, off that way. We were sitting around an unlit campfire. Um, Jonah was sitting, you know, facing the other side of our house. And then my husband, he saw John, he was seeing totally other side. So we were looking at all different directions. So I just can't believe that just a couple of those tones that we amplified through the walkie-talkie, and maybe that's it, and maybe that's what really gets those out, is putting those radio signals out there of those uh, recorded tones that they recorded from alien crash sites. Um, So I just couldn't believe that, and then I'll let him tell you a little bit more about how it was blinking, because I didn't see that. When I got up a couple of times to go see next to him to see what he was witnessing, and I saw those formations into the triangle, and um, but he really saw a couple other things, so I'll let him tell you about that. So, about how I kept seeing everything, it was kind of weird, because I just, after about maybe like 10 to 15 minutes, I just felt like really unsafe for some reason. I don't know if it was just like seeing like aircrafts like this for the first time, which it probably was, but then it just like hit me. So then I went over to my parents and then I was sitting right next to them and somehow I felt more unsafe with them than by myself. So the only thing I will say about that is I did, I kept looking over to the bushes that were behind him and my husband, John. So, and I kept swearing I was seeing something on the corner of my eye out there. So I don't know if that's something that maybe he felt. Um, but tell them about that, the triangles, how they connected with the lines because that was something that I thought was really interesting. I did not see them connect with the lines. Um, and Jonah, I'm so sorry that you were not feeling safe about that. Um, we can definitely, you know, take a break from this. Um, but also too, do you think it was just that you weren't expecting any of this to really work? Honestly, it's maybe, I think it's both honestly. Cause I feel like anyone that would do this and they've been doing like research and all that and they just suddenly do this, you're going to be like, oh wait, this actually worked. And 
you're probably going to be really scared because you just probably thought it was fake, which I obviously thought. So I just went outside confident that nothing was going to happen. And then just everything happened. So it was a lot. It was a heck of a lot more than I expected. Because especially when I watch like documentaries where people go, you know, looking for this type of stuff, you know, they may see a couple move in the sky like real quick or, you know, something. Oh, is that a shooting star? Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. But I saw like three wormholes and an aircraft vanish into thin air. So I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I would never think that that was what I was going to see. And what I thought was so interesting that Jonah, he said that the triangles, they ended up connecting lines together. I didn't see that, but I thought it was crazy because I did see that on some of the documentaries. So then we went back and we watched um, some more after it. And I just, I can't believe that those triangle things, I mean, I saw that and I kept getting up to go back and see it. So that was kind of cool for me and Jonah to see witness the same same ships um john he did say he saw the the triangle um but then jonah he said something that really kind of made me feel like okay well we can take a break from this for a second because we don't understand it um but tell tell me about what happened when you went back inside so i went back inside and then i was like this weird feeling and i had this vision like i was in some kind of like like, I wouldn't say aircraft, but it was, like, not your regular, like, fighter jet. So, it wasn't some, like, dream. And this was a vision. This wasn't me daydreaming. I wasn't tired because I woke up really late. And I wasn't tired or anything. I wasn't daydreaming. And then... It, I had the, I was like in some kind of like, I don't know, it was in the sky. And then after that, we, I, these like fighter jets came down like beside me and they were on fire. They're like crashing down. It was just crazy because I'm seeing all this stuff and then I see some random fighter jets coming down from the sky. So that kind of triggered me, and then I was like, yeah, I'm just going to stop with this. (laughs) So that was really interesting for me to hear because I did not know that he had experienced that until just now when we were recording this. Um, So obviously I felt awful that my son would have such a scary vision or experience. Um, But I don't know. I don't know if this is real. Um... It's crazy because you would think, oh, we saw it. It, it. Is it real? But I just, I don't know. I guess I'm having a little bit of trouble convincing myself that I saw three or four spaceships vanish in thin air. And then my husband saw, you know, a wormhole let out 20 little ships. We'll get, you know, into that later. I'm going to interview him as well. Um, but no, I definitely didn't expect this. I do feel better, though, because I have two other people who saw stuff, too, because if it was just me out there, I don't even know that I would do this podcast because I would 
I don't know. I I don't think that would be credible because it's just me. (laughs) And I have no pictures or no video. We didn't take any pictures or video last night. I feel like we were just really in the moment. And we just kept saying, wow, it is real. Just kept pointing at the different ones. And I I kept getting out of my chair because it was just amazing to witness this. Um, And I feel so bad. I I felt really nervous. So, and that was one thing that leading up to this, I kept thinking, oh, I want to try CE5. I want to, you know, try to make contact. And I'd been watching these documentaries for four days and I downloaded the app and I was just so nervous. I felt like I had a pit in my stomach. I felt like, um, I don't know, just like the feeling you get when something bad's going to happen. And then Jonah told me that he was feeling the same way as well. Yeah, it's about the time we went out there. I kept feeling like, like I felt confident because I didn't know that like I said earlier, I didn't think any of this was going to be real. I didn't for one second think about how scary it would be if it was real, which obviously it was. So it kind of triggered, like, I wouldn't say triggered, but like, it just freaked me out for the first time to be like all like there's things in the sky like of course there's stuff in the sky but like with having like kind of advanced technology that like we don't kind of have but we saw airplanes out there too could you tell the difference between the airplanes and the ufos um because on the right of me i could see airplanes which yeah it's just your like standard like uh airplane but then i saw a they were blinking like really fast it was like dung 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 and what we were seeing it was like it would go it would stop, it would go, it would stop, it would go, it would stop. Like, it was, wasn't was repeated, like, fast repeated. And it was kind of just weird because you don't know what that is. So you're like, wait, what is that? Like, stuff like that. Yeah, no, I can definitely understand being freaked out, especially if, so I feel like I kind of prepared myself because I'd watched those documentaries and I wanted to make contact and I was so excited for it, but I was really nervous feeling and Jonah said that he had had a similar feeling before going out there. I do feel that maybe I was just nervous because I was scared it would be true and it would work. <laughs> but now that I have seen this, I'm still skeptical, which sucks because I thought, oh my gosh, if I see a UFO, I didn't just see one. I feel like there's no way I can deny what I saw. It wasn't just like, oh, is that a shooting star or not? No, it was legit. I saw a wormhole and something disappeared inside it. (laughs) So I'm still skeptical, debating. I probably won't go again in my backyard because it was so hard to see. My parents, they actually have a few acres of land in the sky back there. They live off of a private road, so I think we might be able to see there's less, you know, light pollution. Um, So, yeah, so I'm not sure. We'll probably wait a little bit, investigate a little bit more. I do feel really bad that Jonah had a scary experience because I didn't really feel anything that scary. 
Um, when we were meditating, I did kind of feel, you know, a few different sensations, but we really didn't get too far into the actual meditation because it was really cold last night and I had a blanket and we were all bundled up, but it was still freezing. So, um, but next I'm going to interview John because he also saw a bunch of crazy experiences and he also was so so skeptical he did not want to believe this or you know he would poke fun at me but we'll see if he believes now because I thought there's no way I see this and I'm still skeptical but I guess I am um what about you Joan are you skeptical or are you a believer now it kind of is a mix because obviously after being that scared where you feel like you're about to die from aliens that I don't want to believe it's real but on the other hand I know it's real so all right well Joan I just want you to know I don't believe that you were about to die because it sure sounds like those fighter jets are probably trying to get that alien craft so I don't know. I'm still, I want to believe in the narrative that these aliens are peaceful and that if they wanted to have killed us already, they could have blown our planet to smithereens and they have not so far. So I'm taking that as a good sign. And then I thought it was pretty cool that we called out to them and I feel like we all had good intentions. We were just, we really were excited and they gave us the most amazing show. I could not even have even imagined i would see what i saw last night but all right next up is john so i'll have to grab him and we will hear what he had to say about all this all right so we are sitting here with john and we are going to go over our first attempt at a ce5 contact so i kind of let you know what I had viewed out there, what I saw in the sky, and then Jonah gave us a recap of what he witnessed. Um, so John, so we started broadcasting those tones on the radio signal. How quickly would you say that you started seeing any activity up in the sky? I mean, me personally, I mean, I think it took a, quite a while, maybe 15, 20 minutes, I would say. I think we're sitting out there for, what, maybe like an hour, hour and a half? Yeah, somewhere. That sounds about right. So Jonah, maybe he has a different time frame. He was saying that he started noticing activity pretty much immediately within the first three to five minutes. I feel like I was looking up there, and I ha- there were a few things I was suspicious of, but for it really to start act- acting up, I feel like it probably did take about maybe 15, 20 minutes. Um, so what is, which, did, just kind of give me a description of what you saw, what you noticed up there. Did you see multiple crafts? What types, what colors, shapes? Just let me know what you saw. Yeah, I mean, he had a different angle. So, I mean, maybe he did start seeing something since he was sitting across from us looking at the opposite direction. But me personally, I was looking there and it was kind of cloudy. So I was like, eh, not really. But then I saw this one. It was crazy. It was huge. Like it wasn't a shooting star. It was green. And it was kind of moving through the sky slowly. It was kind of like a shooting star, but slower. And then it went away. And then the second one I seen, it was insane. I never seen anything like it. It was red. It was like a shooting star, but like a bright, bright red. Like, But it was small. 
so it looked like far off in the distance, like maybe somebody was passing through like the way out of atmosphere or something. Like it wasn't really coming through our atmosphere, like it was just passing by Earth. Oh, it was weird. So it wasn't like okay. Yeah, so it wasn't like it was shooting comet. It was just like something zipping by real quick, like like oh, there's Earth. Ah, keep going. <laughs> then get off the exit. <laughs> So one thing that I did notice, and I don't know if you noticed this, and I mentioned this with Jonah, is that I feel like the the phenomena that I was seeing was more in the front, and any stars I was seeing, it was very cloudy, like you said, it was more in the back. So I, you know, when I saw things disappearing or changing colors, it was definitely much closer than the stars. Did you notice that depth, that difference there? Me personally, no, I didn't really notice that. Okay, so um, one thing I was going to ask, because I did mention with Jonah, is that we did have different angles. Um, So I, you know, was seeing more above the the house, and you were looking more towards... All right, so it looks like you definitely had a different angle than Jonah and I. Um, but when you first saw these phenomena in the sky, did you feel like you were actually witnessing UFOs? Or what was going through your head? What were your feelings at that time? At the time, I mean, I was confused. I was didn't really know if it was or wasn't. I mean, it was just really confusing. But it kind of made me feel like this could actually be true like there could be definitely real ufos i mean i've seen a ufo one time when i was a kid when i was young probably about 10 years old in the field but yeah this one was like that was that during the day no that was at nighttime it was like right after the sun just set it it was crazy it was just sitting out in the middle of the field just hovering there like it was off in the distance but it was just there you could see the lights and everything going around and then once we try to get closer, just shot straight up in the air like and took off. Yep, straight up, straight up wow. and took off. And I think my sister was there and my mom actually seen it too. It was crazy. Wow. So that's another thing I was mentioning too is I'm so glad that I have witnesses because I feel like, you know, what we saw was pretty crazy. So besides from the green and the red lights that you had saw, you had mentioned something about a wormhole yesterday. Um, it appeared to be a wormhole. It was kind of crazy, and it seemed like things came out of it, but it was just, it was so foggy, I don't know. What about, oh, let me show you real quick the picture that Jonah drew, and let me know if that is what you were seeing. That's the, how he described his, top one? yeah, this one with the, he said it looked like lightning coming out of a... Like a, a round orb. Uh, yeah, I didn't see that. No? Okay. Did you see any of these? Like mine? Like mine looked like clouds. Like an outline of a cloud. And then the craft disappeared into it. Uh-uh. No, you didn't see so that? So maybe it's just... Maybe that could be a thing too. Maybe they only let people see that they want to see. So maybe we could be in the same spot and I see it. You don't. And just... And that's why people think people are crazy. They're like, what are you looking at? And it's like that UFO right there. And they're like, I don't see it. And... Maybe they have some kind of device where they can actually project themselves who they want to see. I don't know. I think 
I definitely think there's some truth to that, especially how we all three seem to have different experiences. I didn't feel like I was feeling much, you know, I didn't feel any type of like electronic activity or, you know, my hair didn't stand up or anything. I felt really calm actually, but I, I was just really excited when I was seeing them, but I didn't feel creeped out or anything as Jonah, he kind of felt uneasy and scared. John, what were you feeling? Um, not really scared. I mean, I don't think they're going to be here to hurt us. So, I mean, just maybe excitement, just seeing different things happen so fast. Yeah, I mean, there it was a lot going on. We were all just up and out of our chairs looking in the sky. Um, you did mention something. So maybe I'm confused, but you had mentioned that you saw a bunch. I remember you said, hey, look, it looks like there's a bunch of little airplanes. Remember you saw that? Oh, yeah, it was kind of weird because the airport's like directly, what is it, southwest of us. So from the approach, the way the runway and most of the planes come past our house, they come right over our neighborhood. They don't really go the direction that these other ones were going. And it was probably at least eight in one little area. So that was weird, too, because usually planes aren't stacked on top of each other like that. And they were just all over and just blinking. It was like... That's crazy because they they don't have planes that close, especially if they're smaller planes. That's why they have different where bigger planes fly higher than smaller planes because you don't want to crash in the skies and then jets fly like right in the middle of the smaller jets. But these were all like in the same spots and it didn't really seem like they were moving unless they was moving away or towards us. But were they like hovering? I don't know. It was just they stayed in the same area. And then I looked back a minute later and it was gone. That's so, so crazy. So that was one thing I noticed too, because we noticed a couple planes. The plane seems so much closer, like almost like, yeah, those are here. They're in our, our atmosphere. They're in our earth. But then it looked like the stars seemed so far away, but then the UFOs were like in the middle of both of that. Did you notice that depth or no, you didn't notice that with the planes? No, I didn't really notice that with the planes. Okay. I mean, I think one thing we definitely need to do is sometime is go to the, I think it's called Cherry Hill State Park in Pennsylvania, where there's zero light pollution. You can actually see the Milky Way with your naked eye and everything. So, I mean, that's something where you could play those tones, and I think you could probably get something, or you could see things moving, because sometimes you see them way out there with the stars actually moving. And I think that'd be an awesome spot to do. That would be, and I bet, yeah, because especially if it's out in the middle of nowhere, they're probably not nervous to show themselves. Another thought that I had that just came into my mind was, I wonder if they were so risky last night and so willing to show themselves because it was such a cloudy night. Because a lot of it, I was like, am I seeing this or am I not? Like that first wormhole when I saw that ship completely disappear into that cloud looking I don't know what else to call it, but wormhole. But then I saw it two or three more times. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I definitely saw that if I saw it three times. So it like verified it for me that that had happened. Um, so I wonder if maybe they were just, I guess, more willing to give us a show because the weather conditions were so bad. Or do you think it would be just as good in the clear sky? I don't know. I think it'd be easy to see in the clear sky, but you do have a good point there. I mean, when it is cloudy, I mean, it is easier to disappear. But I mean, these things travel so fast. I don't think that really worried about that. But maybe we just caught them on a good night and they 
wants to say, hey, here I am, or hey, we're just passing through to get to the next Milky Way or whatnot. (laughs) All right, so let me ask you this, John. So for the past four or five days, I've been watching all these documentaries, and I've been kind of going down this rabbit hole. You've watched a couple of them with me. So when we went out there to do this, answer me. I've got two questions for you. One Did you actually think that this was real, that we were going to see anything? And two, did you think it was going to be as easy as it was? We just played those tones and we saw that stuff? Or did you, what did you expect? I mean, it's hard to kind of tell what you're expecting going to something. I mean, playing tones on a radio on a little kid's walkie-talkie. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) you don't think something like that could possibly work at all. It's kind of saying like, hey, I'm going to use this cone and a piece of string and I'll make a cell phone to go across the United States. I mean, it just doesn't seem feasible, but it did work and it was crazy. So don't ever underestimate anything until you actually try it, I guess. That's what I would say. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a good experience, I think. I think so too. So we'll end this, this, um, and interview with one last question. So even after seeing what you saw last night, are you a believer or are you still skeptical? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's a hard question. I mean, I think once I see that little gray man or the gray people or whoever it is come out of that ship, it's still kind of skeptical because, I mean, there could be someone. I mean, it could be like the Garden of the Galaxy old dude just riding around and hanging out listening to tunes I don't know I don't know if it's actually aliens or it's just somehow we came across some technology I mean we had a pretty good amount of time to develop this stuff and actually make it to where it is if we found something what 53 was well but there could have been stuff even before that it's always been like the ancient aliens and showing little spacemen or people in space shoots even like back in the Mayan days and the Egyptians. So, I mean, I don't know. And I mean, some of these things look like spacesuits like we have. So it's like maybe they are human. They just are future humans and they came back in time. Maybe. Well, I guess we might have to do more C5 sessions, maybe try to contact again. Would you be willing to try it again? Yeah, definitely. I'd definitely try it again. I think it was pretty fun. Just hopefully on a clearer night and see more activity. I just had a thought, but I can't. I should have said it before because I forgot it. Um, Oh, yeah. No, I, I remember. I think this was important. So one thing that I did notice is that it seems like we all saw maybe different type of ships and Dr. Greer in his documentary he's mentioned a couple of different civilizations that he's had contact with and they do all have different ships um so do you think maybe we um were maybe just connecting in a different way because I know that Jonah he's he felt really moved by this um I just kind of felt something, you know, during the meditation, which I explained earlier in in this episode that we really didn't get too far deep into that meditation before we went inside because it was just so cold. Um, But what do you think about that? Do you think like you mentioned, maybe we they're only showing us what we want to see, like some people can see a ghost, some people can't. 
do you think there are different civilizations and that's why the ships they kind of moved so differently almost definitely i mean it's probably just different still uh civilizations and different worlds i mean their planet could be like planet 2470 i mean and you're going to be different i mean not everybody looks the same no matter where you go but i think it's definitely something that's a great experience that you could do and me personally i mean i don't know maybe they are just it could be this think about this it could be your future self coming back just to kind of show off or brag like look you saw alien oh nope it was actually yourself just coming back just to mess with you maybe that's their cars back in in the year 24 30 or something so you're thinking by 2030 that we're gonna no, 24 like, oh well then it wouldn't be you like it's still you'd be gone you're going to live 400 maybe years? Just, maybe just keep starting over and just oh. over and you don't know. That's true. Dr. Greer did have a theory about that. Um, well, I feel like there's, you know, definitely so many different theories and speculations that we could make about all of this. I think, um, you know, definitely the only way to do it is just to keep trying to make contact. Um, so I guess we'll find out. We're very new at this. Like I said, I've only kind of found out about this in the past maybe four to five days. Um, so, all right. Well, John, we're going to go ahead and we're going to end this episode um, and we will continue to keep making contact. Do you have any last thoughts on this topic and what we saw last night? I mean, I definitely think we just saw something. There's something out there. I mean, it'd be awesome if somehow, some way we could actually see what's inside that ship personally for us and actually able to broadcast this everybody has cell phones now take a video um yeah i'm definitely interested in doing this again and trying to figure out what is out there all right well thanks john and thank you so much to jonah for being a guest of guest on our episode tonight and we will see you later keep looking for aliens So breaking news, but I thought this was so important. I wanted to add it into this episode of the podcast. So after I finished interviewing John, we were sitting here on Facebook and we were just talking and it looks like last night they did actually launch a SpaceX Falcon 9 carrying 52 Starlink satellites in orbit. So I wonder, I mean, there's a couple, look at those suspicious things looking in that picture. I wonder if that's why last night and maybe last night was a heck of a time to do it because that was just here in Pennsylvania and that's where we live. I wonder if maybe they were active because they were watching that, that spacecraft launch. John, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's a good possibility. Maybe they felt threatened. They were, they're saying, what the heck are these humans doing again? Launching stuff in outer space. Let's go see what's going on. Maybe they had a first seating to watch this so i just had to add that in there i think that's a, a great point john i'm glad you showed that to me because that could definitely be why we saw what we saw last night they were here for a show <laughs> and they definitely gave us a show too so this is really the end this time i'm gonna go ahead and publish this tonight and keep looking for aliens <laughs>